If he doesn't show it, what are we going to do? We'll just talk. We'll talk about Mick. Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> a bad sign, Mark. We got a bad sign. He's got notes. Oh, we gotta put those away. You don't need notes. Take a quick look and put them away. Listen, when you get to be my... The purpose of this podcast. Does anything matter? So which podcast would this be if we were actually recording? Well, this would be the 2020 edition. 2020, wow. Uh, so it would be episode one of the 2020 Series first of the decade. You don't have to keep track anymore, do you? I think it's fifty-five <laughs> or fifty-six. That's a lot. I well, if you count the one that you and I did quickly while I was on vacation. You'll have to speak into our cheap mics over there. But um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, so it might be fifty-four. That? Oh, no, that was I, fifty-five. Was the one you and I did when I was in uh, Hawaii. You'll notice it hasn't been posted yet, but I will try to post well, that. Well, it'll be fifty-four B. Fifty-four B. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say something important, but I forgot it, so it couldn't have been that important. Well, yeah, well. So when do you start recording on these things? I don't know. I'm, I'm recording, and Mick's got to talk to the mic. Talk to the mic. What is it? Talk, talk to, the, to hand. the hand. Talk to the yes. hand. All right. Um, so, oh, I know I was going to ask you. What was the important question? If, By the way, this is the podcast. Oh, okay. I well, I'm, Just, I, I wanted you to be very well aware. How about, is there any? Is there a beep button? A drop button? Or <laughs> just in case? That I, would be for a good podcast. <laughs> no. I I told my kids, I said, hey, I'm doing a podcast. And I went, yeah, yeah, Dad, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I said, the name of it's failure. And they said, Dad, can you call in sick? We tried this for 54.1 yeah. times. Did you, have you heard the new music yet on the podcast? I did, actually. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Oh, good. Did you, I bet you haven't even heard it. On the Joe Ayub one? Oh, uh, Joe Ayub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear that? Oh, listen to that. Oh, it's somebody the forgot phone to shut off their phone. Okay, mine is, yeah, mine is well here. turned on. Yeah, the rules are shut off the, shut phone. Off the phone. No pounding on the table. Okay, so we're going to do unless our... Unless you use a shoe like uh, oh, Khrushchev, uh, Khrushchev did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's um, that for historical reference? Okay, so how's, how about some introductions? Who are you? I'm David Pausner, a lawyer in downtown Boston. Are you Davis a good lawyer Mall. or a real lawyer? I'm a great lawyer. Okay. IP are you lawyer. like a Dershowitz kind of lawyer? Um, Dirtbag? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Dershowitz. Sorry. I, I threw that one in. We talking about Trump. There's no Trump. We were. There's no Trump. You, you're the one that said the name Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just said Dershowitz. <laughs> no, no, I'm a lawyer at Davis Malm, and... Uh, who's the guy to my left? I'm uh, Mick Williams, and I'm the. Uh, Are you a lawyer? Boston Harbor Angels, a. Is that a law firm? Boston-based angel group. Should that be a law firm? No. We could be. Yeah, we you have could. Lawyers that are members of our group. Oh, there we go. And all of us, you know, practice law at some level. <laughs> or violate it. Yeah, they violate it. Yeah, more likely. I was at one of their meetings, and, it, and they were they do have fun. They do have fun, and you would have to be a we lawyer are, to attend. We are in the entertainment business. <laughs> Who's the guy in the blue? That guy in the that blue. Would be me. Teal. That's Teal. Teal. My name is Mark Thurman, and um, are you a lawyer? I am. Definitely not a lawyer, nor do I pay lawyers ever. <laughs> oh, I can attest to that. <laughs> and I've, uh, I, I do a little consulting for my own little boutique firm. My primary client is J.D. Power, a large data analytics firm. And uh, I am also the chair oh, of uh, no. MIT Connected Things. March 23rd is our upcoming Can you make conference. That up or is that a real thing? Connected things? Connect, I actually made up the title Connected Things because oh, I didn't right. like any of the other titles, but, and it was truly what we were uh, trying to talk about were things that connect. Uh, when is that? March 23rd, 2020, MIT Media Lab. Yeah. And this year, the theme, now that I've shamelessly plugged 
our conference. Well, this may be the only useful thing on this podcast. That's true. <laughs> this year, the theme is all about the convergence of IoT, machine learning, and artificial These intelligence. These acronyms are very confusing. Internet yeah. of Things, no, machine no, learning, and artificial idiots, intelligence. Uh, no. Isn't there one great, great panel on this? Yes, it's not yours, though. <laughs> it's my panel. <laughs> there are many great panels. Nicely done. And uh, three great keynotes, and there will be podcasts. I did one yesterday. I'm doing one tomorrow. Oh. Unrelated to this podcast. He's, Mick, he's uh, two-timing on like us. like a, a podcast hooker. Yes, I think, yeah, he is like a podcast. a podcast slut. <laughs> yeah, he is exactly. You are. And we have a guest. I am uh, Ron Murphy, uh, CEO, uh, now for something completely different, CEO mm. of a medical device company. One of those guys company. just died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, One did of the yesterday. Monty Python yeah, guys yeah, died. Yeah, that's too bad. They were great. Yeah, they uh, still Flying are. circus. Um, but uh, the most I know about IoT and Internet of Things and that sort of stuff is uh, my son got me a... Uh, Amazon Echo, and I opened it up, and I put it right back in the box two days ago. Because oh, really? Why'd I, you do that? Way over my technical skill. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure all it means is plugging the thing in. Yeah, and turning so it on. And then you, you, you like tell Mark. what network to talk to. But I would can I for a while I held uh, an argument that that was not an IoT device. Oh. Uh, I, uh, my favorite, most popular nerd hissy fit argument is that. Just because a thing connects to a network, it doesn't mean it's an IoT thing. There's oh, yeah. a difference between technology and IoT, but that's not this podcast. So what is Sonos? I know it's not this podcast. It's, a, it's but just uh, Sonos is just a, a speaker. A speaker. I mean, it's a, I have I have Sonos in my house. I do not consider it necessarily an IoT device. IoT is all about connecting things to a network in order to manage, monitor. And Ron, if you want to oh, irritate him, if you want to irritate him, to suggest to Mark that when you're in your car with your phone, that your phone is really turns your car into a... The phone is an IoT device or turns your car into one. No. Oh, not a good thing? Not, I'm, not, I'm, not not taking I'm not I'm not taking that, that uh, fish hook yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, we want to talk about Ron's business. Yeah, so Ron, you're... I'm sorry, what was the company? Um, Theromix Inc. Okay. Um, we well, have a, uh, an application for thermal ablation of cancer. Where are you based? Uh, Where's the company based? Based out of Westbridge Water Mass. Which uh, is near what? <laughs> near Brockton, which Brockton, is relatively close to Boston. Of year. <laughs> yeah, it's an event. economic development zone. Okay, so well, how far from Boston the only... About 20, universe? 20 miles, miles south. Okay, how long a commute is it at uh, 8 a.m. on a weekday? It's an hour and 15. Oh, so it's okay. It's commutable. I live on the Cape. Um, okay. My founders, one's on the Cape and one is uh, in Rhode Island that we're trying to get to move to uh, to the Cape as well. So, uh, wait, I'm sorry, you're trying to get him to move to the Cape? Why? How far is it from the Cape? He's in Westerly, Rhode Island, so he commutes to our office every how day. How long is that Westerly. commute? That's about two and a half. No. Yeah, wow. that is wow. a long, Each way. There's got Cape uh, development funds available if, if you're truly in an economic development zone. I, I knew another angel group out of the Cape years ago called Bay, Bay Angels. Angels, sure. Yeah, uh, I remember them. Uh, actually, uh, one of their angels was one of my uh, first uh, uh, investors in a business I, that I won't talk about now. But and, and, like his lawyers, he doesn't pay his investors back. <laughs> no, my investor, he was pretty pleased with me. He oh, even really? invested with me again. Really? Um, you put him ahead of me in terms of paying him back? No, he just got shares. What did you get? <laughs> Squat. Memories. <laughs> you got memories <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I remember that, that Bay Angels also, because they're on the Cape... There's some sort of Cape development funds. Yeah, they've, they've got an initiative going that's wrapped around the Blue Ocean, if I remember correctly, but it's about uh, 
ocean initiatives with okay. Woods Hole and all that stuff. But I remember the Bay Angels. You would think there'd be a robust, significant group down there with a bunch of rich guys down in Osterville and the three bays. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Bay Angels, kind of, with all due respect to them, became sort of more of a breakfast club. Can we bring this uh, more more back to home? I, and I do have a question. Mick is with Boston Harbor Angels, as I recall. That's correct. That's, we are not related to the Bay Angels, even though we have angels both in our name. And you're both kind of water-oriented. <laughs> Water-affiliated. Harbor but, a, but are you not a breakfast club? We're, we are a breakfast club. In Ooh. addition to a forum for Companies to okay. present their words, which Ron was. Uh, Let's was, reel this back in. Is is there any connection between Boston Harbor Angels and Theromics? We actually presented the Boston Harbor Angel Group. Um, oh, you're uh, not a target so-called uh, portfolio company. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Oh, <laughs> tricky. No, we, we have a, a lot of people looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh. We have a medica, a novel medical device that um, we developed out of Brown University. Oh. And license the technology, moved it to mass. Yeah. Um, and we are in early stage. Uh, I've done this a couple of times. I worked with a medical device incubator beforehand where we had started up six medical device companies. They are also down on the South Shore, believe it or not, wow. Stoughton slash West Bridgewater. And they just exited their third. So they're batting 500, which wow. in the medical device world is a pretty nice little uh, batting average. Well, I assume, uh, what kind of exits? Good exits? Well, or? Good exits, yeah. They okay. just uh, they just uh, sold one of their companies for $100 million bucks, oh. uh, orthopedic company. and that's, they about the, that's about the top of the line for medical device companies. Get hundred million bucks. Well, I mean, they weren't. They didn't have a lot in. I mean, we see. I see medical device companies all the time that have a hundred, hundred and fifty, two mil, two hundred million in, and they're not even at their B round. It's better yeah. than a sharp stick but, in the eye. Well, yeah, but that yeah, means but they've got to exit? exit well above two billion. Yeah, how do you exit? Exactly. You know, well, it's a. Uh, how do you make money? It's less of an exit. It's more of a rest stop. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So it's Theromics. Uh, it's Theromics. That's how you pronounce Correct. it. Correct. Yes. Is this going to be the Theranos? Theranos. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first four letters are about the same. No. How are you different? <laughs> okay, so uh, Theromics. Do you actually have working technology? I speak like Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Oh, no, no, None of us are wearing mock turtlenecks. I was wondering if we could have a pronunciation issue. Was it Theromics or Theromics? Theromics. Well, you, you had to listen to our last so, podcast. Right. Oh, let's ask about the company and then why, why it failed or why, why it isn't failing. Uh, but uh, what kind of cancer do you guys go after? So we, we oh. look at um, solid tumors in the lung, liver, and kidney. Okay. Um, and what we do is a lot of people don't know that you can go in and have your tumor ablated, meaning cooked with a, with a little probe, and walk out a couple of hours later in a Band-Aid procedure. Wow. Essentially, they put a little probe in there. They cook the tumor. It uh, cooks before normal tissue. Right. Um, the issue is that there's a 30% recurrence rate in that... Um, in the cooking. In the cooking. Uh, and we have a little gel technology that optimizes that cooking that we hope to take that 30% recurrence rate down to single digits. For some reason, in my head, I'm thinking Silence of the Lambs and the statement <laughs> oh, about gosh. having it with some fava beans. But anyway... <laughs> So is this one of the is this one of the incubator is this one of the companies out of the incubator? It's not. No, it these uh, I uh, when we were at the incubator, actually, we were thinking of putting together a venture capital fund, and somebody at Brown University in their tech transfer, uh, I was one of the guys that was sort of doing the VC stuff. Yeah. And uh, at Brown guy, University. Uh, no, at the incubator. Oh. And somebody from Brown approached me and said, "You got to take should take a look at these guys because you're thinking of." putting together a venture capital fund. I said, absolutely, so I went down. And um, it checked three boxes for me, being in the med device world for a long time. Um, 
limited um, FDA path, which everybody in the medical device has to, that's going to be their first box checker. What's the FDA path? Uh, so like the 510Ks and all that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we are a class two device, not a class three. Class threes are going to cost you $100 million in, no right. matter what, because it's a, it's a long. But class two is subcutaneous? Hold on. No, class two is actually what they call a um, FDA, well, the way the FDA looks at it, there are predicate devices yep. and not predicate devices. If there isn't a predicate device, it's a pretty good chance if there's anything invasive, you're going to end up a class three device. You're going to have to do 500 patient trials and right. all of that. With our device, there's a, uh, what's called a 510K de novo program where it's totally biocompatible, so we don't hurt anybody. Right. But there is no predicate because there's nothing else out there like our device. And we call it a device, and it's actually a biological compound. Can we move but back? Ablation from has been around for a long time. Ablation has been around for a long time, and that thirty percent recurrence rate. So has why is there no predicate? Is what I'm asking. Because our our gel is not a probe, nor is is it a piece of equipment. It is something that augments the current ablation probe. So you swallow something. You actually put it in via a needle. A simple needle just goes right in next to the tumor. It's like the consistency of maple syrup. You inject it next to the tumor, then you turn the probe on, which is in the tumor. The probe heats the tumor, heats our gel. Our gel acts like a, uh, a pitchback when you were in, in, uh, in school. You throw the ball, and it would come back at you okay. 10 times faster. So our kind, gel kind of like, like a, it's like an insulator. It actually is more a a, a, an absorber and reflector. Are there companies who do similar things using saline solutions? There is one company out there that tried to use, and they are publicly traded, and they do have a product on the market that uses salt. Oh, yeah. The problem with salt is it burns and it creates steam, and that steam takes the path of least resistance. And when that steam takes the path of least resistance, when it's in your lung and liver or kidney, it's not a good thing. Um, so you inject maple syrup. So we, yeah, we, <laughs> inject, we inject a protein with, a couple of, with some special sauce that goes early. That goes yeah. in next to the tumor. No habanero, I assume. <laughs> that takes a different path of least resistance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the morning after. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, right. so and, it, and it augments this, this tumor ablation, makes it much more spherical because most tumors are round, makes it larger. And we also block critical structures. There's a whole bunch of And there's not a lot of people doing that. Nobody. Nobody. And uh, there are ablation, as Mick said, there are ablation technologies, but they use current probes. They have different iterations of probes. It might have four prongs on them and other things, but nothing that actually augments the current paradigm or the current process of, of ablating a tumor. Before Mark, Mark takes us on yet another uh, wild goose chase. Can um, I talk about the MIT Enterprise Farm at all? Oh, please. <laughs> so before you do that, Mark, um, so you're not one of the incubator companies. No, I'm on the board. What, <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> this is not from your incubator. <laughs> Instead, while you were at the incubator. While I was at the incubator, I went to, 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 to uh, a presentation from the two founders. At Brown University. At Brown University. And, and I said, I have to keep an eye on these guys. So then I went to run as a CEO of a, um, uh, an orthopedic company out on the West Coast. What was it called? It was called Subchondral Solutions, oh. um, uh, Cartilage Regeneration Technology, Implant Technology. But there are a lot of Me Too products in the orthopedic world. Uh, these gentlemen had a CEO, but he wasn't a business guy. He was more a technical guy. Yep. I was on the board, so they asked me to come back. And I said, absolutely. Only because I knew that these guys sort of had a 
something a little bit okay, different. Okay, so this is what you do full time. So you fell into this I through do. sheer luck, and uh, <laughs> and you're a serial CEO. I'm trying to so detect failure. I haven't heard any. Well, no, failure. no, 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 but no. But he's, sure we'll get there. No, no, but he's seen a lot of companies, so he must have seen a lot of failure. Right. Okay, but I'm the probe is this the probe is the same one everybody's been using. Same one everybody time. uses. They cost between fifteen hundred and three thousand bucks a probe, so our ours cost our little gel cost about seven hundred bucks and. It takes the place okay, of the probe. Okay, but how do we find the margins? How do you find the margins in the... Of the tumor. I mean, that's what the problem is. Of, uh, where's the good tissue start and stop? Great where's question. Where's the bad tissue? Interventional radiologists use image guidance to, to, look at the, to look at the tumor, and they can see the margins of the tumor through uh, CAT scans, ultrasound, a combination of image-guided therapies. So your probe has some kind of sensor, sensor on it saying it's done, it's cooked now. If you've gotten all the margins, or how does that work? The probe actually goes in, and the, the, the clinician knows. They look at the temperatures on the probe. They look at the timing on the probe. Typical nowadays uh, probes take you know 10 or, 10 or so minutes to heat up to tumor-killing temperature. With our uh, thermal accelerant, it takes three minutes to heat up to tumor-killing temperature. Um, it's you almost, mean once it's been inserted? What is, is, is tumor-killing temperature? About, about 60 degrees um, C. Which is what, Fahrenheit? Oh, please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> More than 60. Multiple, uh, roughly two and add 32. So what's that? 150. It's 100 and something. Yeah, 140. So it's like, um, it's like uh, meat rare. It's like beef rare, yeah, 145. Yeah, beef rare. Yeah, it's not they're, they're turkey. Doing a little tumor saute. Yeah, yeah, and that's the special sauce. There you so go. So you get habanero, uh, maple syrup, and I, tumor. And, yeah, and a little ghost pepper in as well. Okay. <laughs> so have you done big animals yet? We have done porcine. Uh, we're uh, actually doing. Piggies. Why don't you just do pigs? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This is starting to sound like a canine equine show. I have to keep my CEO hat on and say porcine. I would say pigs, but Piggy I could pigs. go yucatans if we really wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a potato? Yeah. No, it's a pig. So how long? How long has the company been going? We have been going, well, we started uh, in uh, 2016. And how long uh, have you been on board? I've been on board for about 10 months. Oh. 10 months. Okay. So, uh, and we're in the process of raising some capital, a small amount of capital, um, to turn on all of our contract development organizations that we have aligned in parallel to get us to the FDA. We're singularly focused on getting to the FDA with uh, our initial raise. But it's not a lot of money to get to full commercialization with our device. It's, uh, it's a, you know, compar relatively speaking, compared to some of the other things out there, I just saw a, a drug company raise $85 million in their Series A round. <laughs> mm -hmm. And boy, would I like to that have That sounds like Mark's company. Dollars. That was like your company. Well, that would yeah. be for a $34,000 a month drug oh, application. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you're starting to raise money, the company. How many employees do you have full-time? Two. Two. Mm -hmm. Are you one Both of them? Both of them. Uh, <laughs> Are you one, one of them? Okay. I am. I am actually. Yes, I'm one of them. What's the? Who's the other? Or what uh, is the other? Uh, he's what? our medicinal chemist, PhD. Um, he was the one of the leaders on the Pfizer Lipitor. We may we may remember Lipitor. He, we yeah, probably all yeah, take it. Is he working right now? Is he's he at a Dunkin' right Don, Is he at a Dunkin' Donuts? In no, there? he's working right now. Okay. He's slaving away in the lab making agarose mixture for us to test our our device. What is that? Agarose. What's it's that? Like a gel. And like that's the gel. That's the that, maple syrup. That's not. No, that's the testing medium that we use to test our our gel. In. So Mark had a great question. Failure. <laughs> Tell us about failure. 
Oh my gosh! In the medical device world, all oh. three of our listeners, we've we've gone up. Since so last time. we we do this podcast called Failure, and I was first victim, and we talk about you know why crap goes sideways, and what did you learn from it? Was it a necessary step? I'm panelizing. I'm anticipating. I wasn't even listening. I know. Most people don't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of like what literally we like to true. talk about. So, yeah. you know, what, what, what's gone sideways and then what did you do about that? Um, well, I've been, as I say, I've been involved in a bunch of them. Um, there failures? Are, uh, failures? Failures or companies? Oh, uh, you've been uh, involved. Companies, companies, oh, okay. companies, not failures. Okay. Um, the, the, the thing that a lot of people do when they're, when they're, particularly in the medical device world, is they, they sell themselves short on capital raise. They don't take enough money. Right. Um, you always got to leave yourself a little bit of a runway. Uh, they don't engage the clinical community. Um, there's, this, uh, there's this, should I remain stealth? Should I not remain stealth? There was a company called, um, talk sure. about a pivot, Ardian that was bought by Medtronic for $800 million. Oh, that's not bad. And they, uh, but they were, inter- when they first did it. But they, they raised were, $900 million. It was a great Was that a soft bank investment? No, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a soft bank, nor was it a Royvent or any of those guys. These guys originally had an application in heart failure, but it didn't quite work in heart failure. But guess what? It lowered blood pressure. Oh. So Medtronic paid. Similar. Yeah, well, it's Related. Removed, removed. The original idea was to remove fluid from the heart. Oh, but, oh I see. But it, what it did is it, it actually um, it mitigated or lowered blood pressure. So $800 million and a nice exit later, Medtronic is... Was it, is, was it in a drug status at that point in time? No, it was actually renal denervation technology. So it was a device. It was, an, it was they used mm. a catheter. But where was it on the FDA path? That was a five ten. That was a FDA class three device. How did we get there from? So I'm sorry. Bring us back to failure. Go, that was a one. No, I, you know what? I was thinking of how how Ardian could have been a, a a magnificent failure, but they actually it was a pivot. Oh. I mean, if you look at failures, you look at uh, oh gosh, did anybody watch the Bleeding Edge? What is that? Okay, and is Netflix, that like uh, Star Trek Picard? Is that a Monty uh, <laughs> Netflix did a. And now for something completely <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> they did a uh, Netflix did a documentary on medical device world and some of the oh. magnificent failures in the medical really? device world, including the Assure um, um, birth control device. You think Netflix would be on our podcast? Let's ask. Uh, okay, so anyway, they're too, they're too busy succeeding to waste time with us. <laughs> oh, so I'm sorry. So, so theromics or thero- theromics Wrong, or but, um, whatever would have been on that. Yeah, but we have not. You know, we haven't had any magnificent failures yet in the, the companies the that have been company. worth. We've had some pivots. Um, we have a mitral. We had a mitral valve repair company that. Uh, um, one thing I would argue, or, or I would I would advise, is when you get involved with this potential strategic partner. When you bring a strategic partner on, just make sure that you've covered all your bases when you have a corporate investor involved in your technologies. In what, in what way? Um, well, and there must be a story behind it. Well, this. there is a story behind it. And so why don't you lead up with a story? <laughs> just change the names. Like instead of saying Johnson and Johnson, say like J&J. So one of our... <laughs> yeah, so that's subtle. <laughs> one of our technology companies, we... Uh, we Wanted desperately to have some um, corporate sponsorship because it puts the, you know, it, it's it basically validates your technology. And we were in structural heart, which is a huge application. Uh, so we took some money, um, a seven seven million dollars from a uh, a large strategic in the structural heart space. 
that tied up our intellectual property. Oh. And what? So they they in, in exchange for the money they took. Uh, in exchange for the money, a they position had on a, the IP. They had a position on the IP, and they would. And if things went they south, they must have had a bad IP lawyer. <laughs> oh wait a minute, that's redundant. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, they tied him up. It sounds like they, they did a good job. Uh, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, if you're on the wrong wrong end of that, David they did do a good job. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Keep going with this story. I'm going to take. I'm responding to. A, I'm responding to a text message, by the way, by shooting a picture of us to, as a subtle hint of what we're doing. So oh, cool. So, um, so we we got tied up with the strategic, and then we. There are other potential strategics that are also invested or, or looking at our technology, but it precluded us from talking to the other potential strategics, other potential acquirers. There was, you know, we were basically so you had a lot of restrictions, ton of restrictions on taking corporate money. Um, were they trying to bury you, or were they just? It's a great question, and it was that is a strategy. That's I left two years ago, but it absolutely it is absolutely a strategy. Bury you and wait and pick up the pick up the IP for pennies on the dollar. You know, tie you up so you can't go out and chat with other people. Um, this is worth exploring. So, what did the? Um, I'm sorry. So, how did this? This is um, David's business. Yeah, no, this sounds really he interesting. Used to be his business. <laughs> then I got into podcast. podcasting. Um, Pretty so soon he's, go, he's just going to be doing house closings. So wait a minute. So tell us more about the deal. What was the deal? What was the deal with this company? We'll call them Johnson & Johnson. Well, this, yeah, I, I call them the corporate strategic. And they okay. came in and they, they funded... Um, and by so, the way, it wasn't Johnson & Johnson. No, it wasn't Johnson So they can't Johnson. come uh, after Jackson for, and Jackson. Jackson for slander. <laughs> you know, actually, it sounds like a smart move, so maybe they would congratulate us. But go ahead. They, uh, they came in with, uh, with an additional amount of capital. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm with sorry. A, with a... With a, with a a nice amount of capital to keep our development program Okay, going. now how did they get the IP? What that deal look like? How did that work out? I was not involved in the in the tailoring of the deal. I okay, had, but you must I have had, some sense of it from a distance. Yeah, it, what they did is they came in and said, okay, we'll give you money, and for that money we want first call. We want first, we want, um, if things go south, we want your intellectual property. We want rights of first, refusal rights of first, um, Rights of first uh, call. Uh, it's first call, first look, essentially. Yeah, it is. There's rofers and there's rights of first refusal, and there's, there's rights of first. Uh, first failure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is my first podcast failure. Rights of first. Yeah, we've uh, done 54.1. Okay. They, they wanted a lot of firsts. <laughs> they wanted a lot of firsts. Okay. And, and they, nobody they, noticed in the process, that, or rather, they, they, no, they wanted the money so badly. badly. Yeah. And that was a decision that they, with the, with the attorneys, made that, hey, do we take the money? Do we tie ourselves up? Do we handcuff ourselves? They, won't, they won't screw us over. Okay, well, so Jackson and Jackson are really good people. Well, you're partners, right? Yeah, so that's um, interesting. Okay, so they had, in addition to the usual rights, they had rights in the, they sort of had a lean, if you will, on the IP. They did. Mark, can they you move did. that mic over so we get... Mine or his. Not yours is great, Ron's. Ron refuses to speak into the mic. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about uh, eye contact because because we're not. Mick right attention. now is singing of the time and the weather. What yeah. happens with what the time? Is it Mick? <laughs> it's 1:05 and it's 62 degrees outside oh, in God. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, so this so this deal went along and on a good day. 
um, the investor, one of the big investors, had extra rights, and that was rights in the IP. Correct. So bring us back to the, that was the near failure, or it worked out, or? Well, it's it's still in the process of working itself out, okay. uh, where, uh, or we, I haven't been there for years, but um, they're still attempting to work it out. There is still, the IP is very valuable. Um, there are other potential strategics that, that would like to get um, involved in the intellectual property process part, part property process with them. But there's also um, discussion rights. How do I talk to, uh, to somebody else? Um, can I go out with somebody else? And who is going to go out and talk to you if they know your strategic has a right of first refusal on any deal? Including on the IP. Including yeah, the see, IP. They, one would think that they would have to get rid of all that crap because it they talk about deals having hair on the balance sheet. This is hair on. This the, is more. Yeah, this is more hair on the uh, on the on the structure. Right. Because uh, you can't you can't really ever take it out. And okay, I'll, David, would you recommend they try to get another patent lawyer to get around work around the patent? No, I'm just uh, what I'm not thinking the, about is patent, why it's, it's really the investment uh, terms. It's well, a combination. The, the it's yeah. it's a chicken egg thing. I mean, we've got the IP. We want to take investment money. But no investor is going to say, "Why am I going to invest in you if they have first call on your right. IP? If they have first call on your on your on your essentially your brain? They have first call." On well, wait a minute. So let's we'll step back. So in a normal deal, that one of those terms would be missing, at least one of them. So in the normal deal, as I understand it, the investors would all come in with some sort of superior voting rights in some sort of superior liquidation rights. But on a failure, I think it was Mick Williams, the famous Mick Williams, who said, you know, having superior rights in zero is still zero. <laughs> right. Unless unless you're higher. That was in the when I was really clever that day. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you're higher in the capital structure. And you're in, unless you had So a, typically they're not. So typically the deals are, at least you're typically not higher in the capital structure, which is why the infamous Mick Williams says, don't yeah. sweat the details of the deal. Well, this, these guys were higher in the capital structure because it was a single it was a a single financing uh, it was a, okay. like when you get an a, B, a round b round c round then all of a sudden you do a d round with a corporate strategy oh and so the usual thing which is that the uh the uh what is the what's the other uh, the last money in that's yeah, the one. There you go. so when in this yeah. case when the last money threatened not to go in then the investor the the the, the evil investor said oh perfect yeah <laughs> there's a lot of like uh, hair, <laughs> hair on it uh, yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> so there's a so, disincentive to bringing money in there's a disincentive for the, that corporate strategic to, to bring money in because it's not, in, you know, they don't think that this is something that they may pursue, but there's a value to it. Um, so why doesn't hey, this why happen so, all the so time? So they're buying, basically buying a, I don't know if it's a put or a call or what the right financial They have financial a call term. option on. They have everywhere. a call option on the thing dying and then getting That's it for a pennies idea. on the dollar. Why doesn't everyone do that? Because they realize it's hair on the deal. Right. And yeah, and it depends on how badly you need them, need or want the money and how good a partner you or, think or, just put, it, or just it, puts them amazing, out of business. It's amazing how often people give up the right of first refusal and say, no, it's a who cares, you know. Right. But it's powerful. I'm yeah. sorry. So just to be slow, this is right of first refusal on what? You can put your foot in that chair. It's on coffee, anything. On anything. Oh, well, how often do you so, see that in, a, in anything? Okay, how often do you see a right of first refusal at, at the angel level, and what would it be a right of first refusal on? Well, if, in fact, you, you're an investor, yep. and you say, when the exit occurs, yep. I want the right of first refusal. So that means somebody else goes through the negotiations, 
back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They come up with X dollars, and you say, oh, I get to match that. Right. Oh, that's sort of right. Oh, yeah. So and the it, same as on the sale of uh, uh, it's the same as on the sale of stock, yeah, um, yeah. of another stock uh, shareholder stock. Um, and is that the, is that the typical term well, on in the, these deals? On the company side, my my response would be, you know, I probably can't give you a right of first refusal, but I'd be happy to entertain a right of first offer, which uh, are yeah, different yeah, the, things. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah. Um, so, so, and that's where the negotiation. Really, the failure in this particular. Well, I'm sorry, was there a failure? Well, the failure is the failure to negotiate properly on the on the part of the company. Yeah, but they were stuck. Uh, well, well, but were yeah. they, or did they just go? Ah, I don't care. It's kind of like what Mick was saying. Nah, you know, put your feet up. That's that, that nice. stuff won't matter. Yeah, I'm serious. It, it 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 depends on how much how you want to move that that how you want to move that technology forward. Right. And you have investors that have been in for a while. You want to make sure that you're sure. you know you're moving. You don't want them to have stale money. You want to make because, sure that. They always talk about uh, corporate ventures, venturers as being sort of relatively good strategic partners. Partners. They bring money. They yeah. bring, you know, access to a market or access to something or the brand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you rarely hear about them portrayed as you know vultures. Well, so so you would not find a, a venture capitalist doing this, I assume, because the corporate uh, partner in this case, the strategic actually can capitalize on the IP, for example, or on any number of assets if you fail, so they may want you to fail. Or monetize that IP. Say, okay, you guys want your IP back? Give me $5 million. Give me $10 million. Yeah, so why don't you see that more? Oh, because, again, companies refuse it. Well, one of the, it, it was unique to our situation. This company was, um, they didn't know, they had just made an acquisition, right. and it was in a, in a totally different vertical. So they were they were moving their they were moving their focus out of what we were doing into another thing. So we were we were more part of their portfolio of assets so rather than being something crap. that they want to, you know, we need to move forward with. These so how guys. did how did you deal with this? You came on board late in the game. How did you deal with this, or did um, you not I did, worry about I didn't, it? I, I didn't deal with it. It was um, another part of the company that was dealing okay. with it. It was uh, the. Uh, the um, founders and uh, the okay. incubator part. How, how about another story? Or yeah, a half so story? I, I mean, or, uh, uh, so, well, all, how many how many companies have you sort of uh, managed and then exited? Uh, there's a follow-on. Oh no, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, with the the way that we worked at the incubator company is we had we put a team in place and there was a COO and an engineer, and then we wrapped money around it. Okay. It's a unique model, it's actually a great model because you get to de-risk a lot of it rather than I'm sorry, so step back, so the somebody comes to you with an idea, I hope more than an exactly. idea, and you give them a COO and a what? And, and an engineer. Oh, and, and this, so they get to pretend they're CEO, and they, founder. Exactly, and they put together the How much money do you business. put into it? In our, in our incubator, we actually raised Close to eighty-five million dollars in uh, other people's money. And yeah. how much would you put into a given company? It obviously, we would put depended. a million. Uh, I mean, you, we can do a lot inside of an incubator I've slash seen, I've, seen, I've seen this model. I won't name them on the, on the podcast, but why uh, is it failure of the podcast too? Uh, no, competitor? I, just, I, I don't know. If, no, I, I I don't have. Did you an, sign a, a release on this? No, I don't have an case? adverse view of it. But <laughs> they, they, this particular firm out of Natick, actually, it's right by your house. Oh. Um, it uh, does. Um, Do they have birds? No. Well, no. Nobody has birds. Nobody should have birds. <laughs> birds are evil. Birds are the devil. They're right, cockatoos. But uh, they they had a lab lab space yeah. money. 
you know, incubation, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So and it sounds like a similar model. Do you have lab model. space as well? Absolutely, yeah. So it's we not a, a unique model. So well, not only do we have, did we have the 100,000 square foot of medical device manufacturing, but we have a 30,000 square foot innovation center with wet labs, all of all, sounds all great. sorts of... So yeah. where was this, Ron? West Bridgewater. Yeah, oh, it's so a very sleepy little... A, isn't there a penitentiary there or something? Uh, close, <laughs> yeah, and a college that's where they right get, next that's, to that's each where, other. That's where they get the <laughs> subjects. <laughs> okay, so this is a model for a uh, for an incubator, mm -hmm. and uh, how do the founders do in this sort of business? Do they end up doing well, or do they squeak out and say, I'll never do that again? Um, all founders are unique. Um, mm. Some founders, in this case, um, they're, you know, when you're a founder and you have a medical device manufacturing company... The uh, incubated companies actually work with the med medical device ma manufacturer, so there's a, a, a symbiotic relationship right. there. Um, so our founder would just keep going because it was it essentially could drive the manufacturing business as well, hmm. but it also kept us involved in cutting edge technologies. And we had people we have people coming in with back of the napkin sketches constantly looking to. Uh, Okay, so it'd be, you know, get, uh, doctors don't know how to start up a company. They're not business guys. They, uh, not, much, well, I shouldn't generalize. How much equity but, would they give up? Virtually all of it, I assume. Or would they no, keep 30%? It was, it was, no, it was a pay to, pay to play. It was pay to play. Uh, but how does that we, translate? I'm so, sorry, we you would, wish you kill, but what does that I'm mean? I'm sorry. We what does it mean? It's a little bit hard to understand. We would wrap up a company ourselves. Yeah. Or we would take IP from other doctors, and depending on the model, we would fund it, and we would vet it, and then we'd go out and wrap up some additional capital and start a company inside of our incubator. Why don't you still do that, or do you? Well, I'm not involved in that. I'm full-time CEO with oh. Theromics Inc., but they, they do still do that. Down not there. Theranos. Not Theranos, no. Okay. They could use a new CEO, Theranos. <laughs> well, Just Mick, saying. Mick is available. Uh, yeah, I'm um, not sure I look great. He doesn't, he doesn't have a oh, mock, mock turtleneck. Turtle pair of black slacks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so more failures, more failures. Um, you have all those notes there. There must be something about failure there. Oh, well, I mean. Other than appearing on this podcast. There are, there, when you look back in the medical device world, there are tons of them. No, uh, we want ones you've been involved in. No, so, oh, so I mean, the know, question I, I was going to ask earlier, you know, it's basically around failure avoidance. Mm -hmm. You know, you've done oh, a bunch of these things. This you, is always you, a back, okay. this is always like the, yeah, we learned this from, uh, um, our prior co-hosts exactly. who refused to discuss failure. Exactly. So, so I have yeah. to throw so some, how do you some, avoid some, failure? <laughs> something out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you talked about pivoting. So you talked yep. about one thing where it was a pivot from one, one use case to another, but same underlying technology, which is sort of how microwaves were what? invented. They were frying birds. Did you know that? They were. That's, uh, it was like the best Parrots? use case of all. Oh, really? That's not very nice to <laughs> birds. Why were they frying birds? Uh, that's uh, microwaves. Flying birds or frying Raytheon birds? Raytheon invented the microwave To fly oven. fry birds or fly Inadvertently, birds? Inadvertently. It was uh, somehow, you look it up. They were frying birds. They were, but uh, one, okay. of the, one of the ways they noticed this is that I guess birds neighboring were being a fried. bird flew in. Or birds in cages oh, were I being, see. look it up. Okay, no, keep going. Wrong. All right. So my question is, and there is a question on occasion. Believe me, yeah. You're so not panelizing. We, no, I'm not. I am clearly panelizing. So if if the if one way to avoid failure is a pivot, sure. What are some other things you've done this for a bit? Yeah. Um, it was like a 20 minute question. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was your question? I got lost I mean? in the middle. I'm so lost. I'm sorry. You're saying you're avoiding failure by not pivoting? 
Uh, no, no, you, you can pivot. I mean, look, there is, uh, you look at companies like Jawbone. They used to have a speaker that you know, draped around. Oh, yeah, there. I remember that. Remember the yeah, Jawbone? Yeah, yeah. Well, they've, they've got a smartwatch out now. It's health-related smartwatch, and they're, going, they're, or they're moving they, into that. They pivoted technology. to be a wearable company. Ex wearable, uh, yep. But in our field, in the med device world, there are some simple things that you really have to you have to avoid. Huge like amounts of money killing people. Too, so yeah, it's kind of hard to like ditch ten million dollars or eighty million dollars, and then yeah, we're not this, we're that. We're not a speaker anymore. We're uh, you know. I'm sorry. There have been was, some guys who have been sir? very successful. I don't know. <laughs> um, but one thing that we make sure that we we do is we we engage our doctors and I clinicians. forgot who we invited. <laughs> <laughs> we engage our doctors and clinicians and all the KOLs in our space. KOLs. KOL is a key opinion leader. Oh. I get asked that, asked that, that all Nick. the time. Uh, that would be uh, Mick Williams. Yeah, that would be Mick. Um, we engage the KOLs, the thought leaders. We make sure no, that we Mick. we vet manufacturing risk. Um, we always have make sure that we. Have, oh, this is how you avoid risk. Yes, I'm so avoid, avoid risk and avoid failure. Yeah, oh. we make sure that we vet manufacturing risk with the GLP manufacturing and good, good manufacturing processes. GLP, uh, uh, good laboratory practices. Um, GMP. It, good it sounds like you're just stringing together I'm acronyms, right acronyms like, and you're making them up as you're going, so going along. How do, you know the, how do you know they'll eat the dog food? How do you know that somebody will, after you've done all these things that cost money? That's EDF, eat dog food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you handle the EDF factor? <laughs> I mean, look, he's just stringing, he's stringing three words together and he's and, calling and it an going, acronym. <laughs> yeah, as if people know it. Yeah, so how do you handle EDF? FTP, failure of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that secures. <laughs> Secures failure. Yeah, how do you avoid, how do you make sure they'll eat the dog food after how, all this? How do we make sure that they'll eat the dog food? Yeah, because you guys go out of your way to invest in promising doctors. Mm -hmm. and we should get doctor. a dog food guest one of these yeah, days. Yeah, see how they figure out. Well, because they well, probably, we, no, we because probably they, use the phrase eating the dog food a no, hundred times. I know, but they probably do test the dog food with them. Maybe they, maybe they don't. Maybe they just put it on the market. Without that was testing. the Rolls and Prina company if you're looking for a dog food. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. He was, yeah. Really? And they they can make a dog food that every dog would love and will just eat without question. This is where horses walk eat. quietly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the point. And uh, what we do is to serve our dogs something that we'd like to eat, something mm. that looks good to us. But the mm. dogs, you know, you don't see what they eat. They, you know, they love to yeah, eat horses. They play the Mr. Ed show. Look it up, kids. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. So going Look, back, so how do you how do you ensure so, that after all this they'll they will eat the dog food? So well you, you you just have to make sure that you're able to to articulate your experience um when you're developing a new medical device company. I mean, as what? I said, they're all they're all that's the articulate your that's the A, -A, -A Y E. -Y -E. -Y -E. The A Y E. You've yeah, got to look at you gotta look at, like, at your eye. <laughs> okay, this guy's but you are full of them. We've devolved into a new brand of BS here. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a serial CEO. This is what he does. He's a spouse acronym. Oh. So what do you do with the AYE to get the EDF? So, you, I mean, you got to convince people that you know what you're doing. You really, Not with those acronyms. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you have to, you have so to you're telling you can predict the market? When you say the market. Well, I mean, in the end, there's got to be a marketplace, right? Sure. Right. So how do you ensure, how do you minimize the risk that with all of your, what is it, good 
laboratory, G- your GLP, GLP, GMP, yeah. your GLP, and your whatever the other acronyms are. EDFs. And no, no, yeah, you know, no. We're trying to get to EDF by GL. We're trying to minimize GLP and so all the other. I, damn I'm factors. anticipating the title is is going to be like Alphabet yeah. Soup or yeah. something. <laughs> exactly. I've already this one writes itself, David. <laughs> so the, the, I mean, it sounds like you do all this stuff, which is it's like somebody wants to go into business, so they say, well, I better I need a really good desk, and I need a really expensive house to put my desk in, and mm-hmm. I need to be in a nice city. My kids need a nice school, and they do all this stuff, and it turns out nobody really wants the product, and it's, that's all your GLPs and your BRQs and your AEYs. Well, can you use a well, really this... crappy lab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's try oh, no, unmet another... clinical need. <laughs> UMC. <laughs> oh, you no, no, UC, unmet clinical yeah, need, yeah, UCF. Yeah, yeah. UCF. Yeah, but, yeah but, just, uh, but that still doesn't mean they'll eat the dog food, because we know there's a need for better dog food right but not all dog foods will sell because maybe the owners won't buy it because it looks like because the they make of, it for humans it looks like just learned from Mick. they make right. it for humans not right. for dogs right so you have to sell to the lab scary... the, the hospital administrator not the is there a beyond do... meat of dog foods yeah, that's a good point i think I'm there will be better. i'm going to be patenting that soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, uh, i've got a first position on that patent okay so how do you well, talk to us about making sure minimum viable product there's one what's MVP. that MVP. mvp how do you ensure there's an mvp along the glp rary qz Un- until something X. someone's ready to e df <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 There's a medicine. You lost, you've lost. You've lost. You, uh, I'm in acronym hell right now. Uh, yeah, we're, it's a world so of your own the creation. Point is, is <laughs> okay, where? why did you leave your last company? Why did I leave the last company? Like he yeah. sold it. Because of the opportunity uh, that Theromics presented. Okay, so there was a Fair clear path to success in the, in the previous company, but... You saw this was a better. I saw this was a was, better opportunity. Yes, the, yeah. the the previous company was a, a Me Too product that had certainly had a this market. Is the orthopedic thing you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, and it's a huge crowded market. This I came here because there is nothing else out there like this product, except and, except the other ones. <laughs> Better like it. Yeah. Okay, so you, okay, got that. Okay, so that's why you came here. So still, let's go back. This question is: How did you vet the products on the unmet laboratory need? Must not be enough, isn't there? Was there a minimum viable? Well, you had to product? go bake a tumor. What do you do for a minimum viable product in the medical device space? You mean a, a, a sort of a beta test type? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something you that have you to can get, almost you, sell you, to somebody. Yeah, you have I think to get you your, have to test it down in Mexico or something. Yeah, you have to get. I've been to Paraguay. Believe me, it's oh. not a fun experience. Okay, um, but but there's no FDA. So there's that's no a good FDA, thing. and it's a, it is a very um, less onerous clinical environment. I guess. Okay, is that, that what it. you do? Uh, so is uh, that no? How? You do you you make sure that your testing is all on the up and up. You take take your data, you translate your data, but you need to get to the FDA. The FDA drives everything in the medical device. So to get to the FDA, you raise a bunch of money, you do some animal trials, then they'll mandate a human trial. You do your human trials, you, trial, you, you test for safety, or you test for safety and efficacy. And our point, we only need to do safety because we're a biologically inert um, product. Um, once, you, once you get that safety and e- efficacy imprimatur or FDA, Clearance. You don't say approval. You say FDA clearance. Once you get to FDA clearance, the clinicians have all heard about you. You've already gone to market. You've well. You've already been marketing, soft marketing to all of the doctors. You've been saying our device is not yet FDA approved. However, 
Okay, so well, let me ask you a question. Is there a, the notion of a minimum viable product in the medical device space? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it's... it's it, think of the I mean, uh, a, 737 MAX of, uh, of medical devices. Right. They have, there have been 737 MAXs that have passed FDA. Okay. I, and that was, uh, that was a poor attempt at being funny, but is there, there's no way to do a minimum viable product? Is that what the point of animal testing is? That's the point of animal testing. Okay, right. but yeah. you still, how much money does it take to get to animal testing? Say I wanted to come up with a new, uh, not a toothpick, but something to remove Mark's tonsils. <laughs> how that much was done already, so you'd be wasting your time. Okay, but say I did want to come up with a new tonsil remover. Right. You know, a really quick procedure like you'd see on Star Trek Picard if I have not seen yet. Right. Um, how much is the minimum that somebody would have to invest to bring a tonsillectomy device to market? Minimum to get a minimum viable product. Sure. Just in our case alone, I can speak to our case, we can get to the FDA to our pre-animal study for less than $2 million. Do you have to so do the, animal? Do you have to get to the FDA before you do animal studies? No. No. Oh, no. You can do you animal do studies animal in your studies backyard? As part of the FDA Ooh. process, you do, a, you do an animal study. Um, as all part of it? All cook. Yes. You can't just do it on your own? You can do it on your own. You can test an animal oh, in your backyard. Get the FDA you want to get the, you and take, and take it uh, seriously. And if you've been testing on animals in your backyard, that's not a way to do it? Well, you How about birds in your house? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to test a few things on those birds. <laughs> I'm a half big serious. cup of poison. But it's, it's all about the data. It's all about gathering, gathering the data to get your FDA approval. When anybody ah. that makes anybody that makes an investment in the medical device world, that's a world way to do it. Has to make sure that their F, that whoever they're investing in their FDA pathway is clearly delineated. Because if it's not, and you never know, the FDA can flip on a dime. No, it's, uh, like Trump. It, you've got a new guy. Okay. Oh, yeah. right there again. <laughs> well, he's tweeting about this podcast right now. Yeah. The, whole, the whole thing about the we FDA should be is so you've got to be able to make medical claims. And but you I can't thought make you... medical claims without FDA approval or uh, you know, some kind of stamp from them saying this is good stuff. This is clear. Right. Okay, so you're yeah. saying $2 million for my tonsillectomy device. Mm -hmm. um, to get to the FDA. To get to the FDA. Now, how much more once I'm at the FDA? Once you're at the FDA? Yeah. It depends on are you trying to get to commercialization? Yeah. You're trying to exit. You're trying to get to commercialization. Yeah. In a case like ours, it's another five million dollars. Oh. I can get to commercialization inside of eight million dollars with my. And device. that's for a device. Now, are pharmaceuticals different? A lot more money. Yeah. How much to get if you had a pharmaceutical? What does it cost to get to the FDA? To get to the FDA? Yeah. Say I want to dissolve be, Mark's tonsils now it, instead of removing them forcibly. It can be, it can be fifty million dollars. Oh, and how about to get out of the FDA? It can be an additional 500 patient trial, ah. um, which so, costs a hundred thousand dollars. So it a patient. sounds like hardware is cheaper than sort of uh, software, pharmaceutical. Well, yeah, you, software, yeah. software, and it's reflected in the exits. You know, you see all of all of the okay. acquisitions taking place for a billion dollars. Actually, learned actually something today. <laughs> I just learned something. So <laughs> yeah, because usually you know, uh, Nick, did you already know all this stuff? I knew a little bit of it. So oh, hardware knows is all of it, and it's changing all of it. Yeah, hardware is cheaper. Well, I guess exactly. knows it all. He, um, this Nick is what we learned. Okay, yeah, we learned something. So it's today. cheaper to well, do a device than a, than a well, no, drug not, therapy. But the rough costs of doing it. If you can yeah. prove your point with three patients in three months, that's different than if you need five hundred patients for five years. So and why so is what, what's yeah. the what's your drug doing? What's it changing in a person? Does it happen immediately? Or does it take years for it to change? Well, it's yeah. curing EDF or whatever that was. And toxicity and yeah. that sort of stuff. I mean, you want to make sure that you don't have a side effect. Yeah, the um, first 
That's right. I mean, you look at the period of time, and that's an arguable it, point. How will I know it won't affect me five years? David, your blur, your blurb is just going to be all letters. You figure it out. <laughs> Audience, okay. you figure it out. I mean, okay. what well, Viagra was a blood pressure medicine before it became a. Uh, Ah, so okay. I'm using it now. <laughs> sorry. So, <laughs> to, blood sorry, pressure, of course. to ask the obvious question, why is uh, software, that is, why are pharmaceuticals more expensive to get to the FDA and to get through them? The research pathway. I mean, you've got um, Bob Langer's lab at MIT. Anything right. that Bob Langer does, uh, he's a, a world-renowned developer of medical technologies and right. pharmaceuticals and others. Um, and all the serial, um, he's a serial entrepreneur, but all of the um, funding partners follow him as well. Anything comes out of Bob Langer's lab, they throw money Is at Is that him. the anti-aging guy? You know I Bob Langer. So. No, he's, a, he's, a, you know, he's got the Just mentioning him on this podcast MIT. actually will improve our rating. Yeah, well. <laughs> So when you start below, you know, in the basement. <laughs> we should get him on. He's had some huge failures. And Has he? Had some huge oh, let's get him on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wait a minute. So you mentioned Bob Langer. That sounded great. But then it is. But uh, the but, amount of money that yeah, it costs. Why does it cost more? Just the amount of research that has to, you have to do in wow. small molecule drugs and, and mixing things and failures. Well, let's talk I'm about the FDA guy. path. Let's I'm not a drug have, guy. So we understand so. the FDA path. Let's assume we have two devices, or sorry, two ways to remove Mark's tonsils. And let's ignore the costs of, of getting to a minimum viable, not saleable product, but a prototype. Mm-hmm. So one of them looks like a, <coughs> a claw out of out of Star Trek Picard, mm-hmm. it's and, Jaws of Life, and, just and one miniaturized. Of, one of them looks like it might have come out of the, the lie the lie container I have under my sink, but with a little water added in. So right. I, let's ex, let's ignore the cost of getting the the prototype. Now, what's my FDA path for the cloth, the Jaws of Life, <laughs> versus the, um, the, the, the diluted of, lie, the pair of salad tongues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what's the what's the pathway look like, um, and what would I need the to do? The device was salad tongues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, talk to us about that. Um, this could be the only useful thing in this podcast. <laughs> so. As, as Mick said, the predicate device is everything. It depend, if there's a predicate, you get into a class three. If there's a not, if there, uh, if there is, I'm sorry, if there is a predicate, you get to a class two. If there is not a predicate, you get to a okay. class three. The Take way this that, down to earth for our one listener who's who's again probably left the room. Look, look, I've, that, got like, a, I've got a pair of tongs on the table, and I've got a little solution that looks like lye with water added. And I want to go to one of your incubators, and I mm-hmm. say to you, I've got two ways to remove Mark's tonsils. I want to get in front of the FDA. Two different approval processes. Pardon? Two different approval processes. You're looking at a medical device versus a drug. Okay. The approval processes are different for a medical device versus drug. Now, if you, if the first thing you would say to me when I approach your incubator is, well, when I look at that solution that looks a lot like lye with water added, it's going to cost you, it's going to cost us as the incubator investors 30 million to get in front of the FDA, which can't possibly be true because all we have to do is testing at that point. So I'm trying to remove from well, the FDA pathway. On the, it depends on the cost of the components as well. Well, the lye's cheap. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh, if you're talking about lye. I'm, I'm okay, I see. Lye saying. and water yeah. Yeah. to remove Mark's tonsils versus a pair of salad tongs. Right. And I want to bring one of them to market. I want to get FDA approval on one. What's my pathway for the tongs, and what's my pathway on the lye and water? It's a very there, simple question. Actually, I wish it were so simple. But there are so many different so, things that the so FDA to, will, will to, look at. To the remaining listeners, you've already figured out <laughs> that this podcast is primarily about us three goofballs torturing some poor, unsuspecting guest who's actually trying very hard really to answer hard, really these hard. ridiculous 
ridiculous <laughs> questions coming mostly from David. Like the viable, the viable product. Because, my, because my, some people can't my, tell my our voices are rolling apart. Back in my so head. I want to be extremely clear that it's David asking just bonehead questions. <laughs> <laughs> so in case if you're a new oh listener, we'd like to keep you, but just understand this is three guys, mostly mostly me and David with Mick chiming in, just torturing this this poor man. He drove hours from West right. Bridgewater. Right, exactly. No lunch, traffic. no lunch. It's just and, and we're just we're sitting in this conference room and it, it really just if you think you're learning anything, you're let me assure you, we know you're not. <laughs> Mark, we've hit the hour. We've hit an You've hour. You've now wasted a perfectly good hour. <laughs> to quote our friends at Car Talk. <laughs> Click and clack. This has been I as pointless as I wish I could answer any. that question because it's, it's, it's but intriguing. it's a fair question. It's a fair question, but it is because so your, complicated. Your pathway answer. Are you still hanging on that last question? <laughs> I, after no, I, it's I, a great I'm question. Sleep. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I've clarified that the entire point of this stupid podcast <laughs> is that we just torture people to <laughs> oh, yeah. in. Yeah. We, My primary care physician is going to ask answer? me, why do you have an ulcer? And I'm going to say, it was that question. <laughs> that last question really but it bothered me. Like oh, it seems like a fair question. It seems like a fair question. It is a fair question. There was like a shred of reality right. in it. We need no, 3,000 hours Two ways to remove Mark's tonsils. Both laudable goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with the salad tongs. It's probably <laughs> cheaper. Yeah. It's cheaper. It's probably cheaper. That'd be I, the tongs, Dave. I think the, answer, I think the answer was this, which is that we, we all understand how salad tongs work. And we don't know how lion water Mechanical works. So getting the FDA to at least start to talk to us is going to be more expensive. Yes. Okay. I'm happy. I'm stopping with yes. <laughs> Smartest thing you've done. Nick, what did we learn today? We learned that don't ever be a guest on the show. This is like don't drive like my brother. <laughs> Okay. And Mick is saying, you know those guys at Boston Harbor Angels, they're never going to invest in, in <laughs> aromics after talking H, to this guy. The investment has this as a predicate. If you can make it through this as a, on the hot seat, you can take any of the DD I questions you'll get. Ron's experience and his ideas, and I believe this will be something that's very investable. <laughs> that's good. Well, thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> thank you, Ron. Thanks so much, guys.